0: Aguero. Oh! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again.
1: Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. up Goal. Dolabas. Well, things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and dead sees tonight again. And Donovan has scored. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA. This is the beautiful
0: game. Oh, it's incredible. Described by two uglies. Stupendous. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Oh, and we are uncovering from all the white death. The snow has blanketed central Ohio, but. We are still going to make it work today. We're going to get it done. We're going to get the show going because that's what we do. We plow through just like the epic snow warriors out there on the streets, plowing our streets.
1: Oh, yeah. Plowing we're that. Pl- plowing
0: other things. I mean, we're plowing, little... I'm plowing all over the place. I plow. I'm, a, I'm what they call a plower. <laughs> oh, a yeah. Plower of, a plower of things. Bone is a on A podcast. The plow. I'm... <laughs> I'm plowing this podcast right now. Do you hear it? I'm plowing oh, yeah. it. Plowing away. Yeah. Plowing, plowing away. away at the pod, man. How was your weekend? Right.
1: How much uh, how much snow did you get up in Marysville?
0: Um I I think we got a pretty good amount like in as looking out it looks it looks pretty pretty thick. I'd say 4 to 6 inches. but Jeez. here's the other thing. I I have not ventured out of the house since uh I don't know. It's been a few days cuz I've been here cuz I've been sick. So yeah. I was here sick and then also snow and so still here and then now today I'm going to go out and actually like shovel the driveway and all that stuff. So that's a, that's about it for me. How about you? How did how did the show go this morning with you being at home?
1: Uh it was fine. Yeah, so it was uh I mean not the best morning in the world, so unfortunately uh, the dog had to get his uh get his male parts taken off yesterday. I oh. really did I really did think I thought he was going to get bailed out by the winter storm. Like a thousand percent, I'm like everything's getting closed. Meredith's off school. <laughs> like you, dude, you may you may extend your life here for a little bit. So like count your lucky stars. And so I actually went into the studio yesterday morning because it wasn't too bad. Uh, and so I was texting Meredith the whole time. I'm like, are we still on? This thing was started at eight o'clock, and she was like, I mean, it's seven forty-five. I haven't heard otherwise. And they went over there and they did that. Uh, and then so we, I left the house yesterday morning for to get from obviously the house to the studio. That wasn't too bad getting home. But driving around two thirty three o'clock in the afternoon to go get him after his procedure oh. uh, that was quite that was quite the situation I was because at say. that time I mean it was ice, it was sleet uh, there had been some snow already, so it was um it was about the vets usually five minutes away, and it took us every bit of twenty minutes to get down there wow. so it was, yeah it was it was quite precarious
0: man I, it feels like that your vet was basically saying like you know. Everybody else is closing. They've got their, like, I don't know, four by four. Yeah, (laughs) they had their four by four going, all that stuff. They were getting there. All right. So today on the show, we've got lots to get into. We will get into the transfer window. uh, Thoughts on World Cup qualifying. The U.S. men's national team wrapped up their uh, latest endeavor in that regard. We'll discuss all things that we'll talk about cold weather, by the way, talking about like getting stuff done and and continuing on even with the snow and all that my brother brother bone my brother derek he yep. is uh peterborough united's biggest stateside fan i would Love say him. he is he has become a fan of theirs it was through a chance thing where he just was in england for an unrelated to soccer trip at all and just said i'm going to whatever i can find i forget what even cup it was like Carabao cup something where like Peterborough United was playing Chelsea's U U23s or whatever <laughs> right. like and he just went in and the Peterborough people were like hey come up to Peterborough this weekend we'll give you a match. and he so anyway he he hooked up with that team he fell in love the like met the owner of the team got a tour of the you know the locker room all that stuff I mean he he got the full treatment so he's been a big fan ever since well, this weekend Peterborough is playing Queens Park Rangers All right. in FA FA Cup action Saturday 10 a.m. our time, and it is a uh, it's on ESPN Plus. I plan on watching it. Brother Bone is in route. Sweet. He, I checked with him this morning and said, "Is the flight still on?" He says, "As far as I know, my plane is is scheduled to arrive at this time. It says it's on time. It's not canceled." And then he's gonna take the flight, get over to England and he'll be like immediately. Trip. i was
1: gonna say he's like immediately going to the game right so what time does well, his flight leave do you know
0: his flight's leaving to it's leaving we're recording this on friday uh yeah. day later than usual but his flight's leaving i want to say like this afternoon sometime you know around like two or three I all
1: think. right so i mean that puts them five hours ahead of us so he's going to get there early tomorrow morning then uh yeah and then he's, he's just, flying into
0: heathrow he's flying into london yeah, I believe so. And then he's just going to uh, you know, yeah, take a train up, probably sleep on the way up on the train, I'm guessing. And then, you know, get going. He'd, he'll 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 go for like 36 hours and then be fine, but he'll probably sleep on the plane too, I guess that would probably be the more logical time to sleep, right? It's like you 5 would think. hours. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, would so. think.
1: yeah the couple of times I've been over there, uh, luckily I was able to sleep on the flight. Uh, and then the one time I was unable to sleep from Boston to London, and then my next twenty four hours were just a mess because I'm like I got yeah. you just got to stay up and kind of break through the time barrier. That's amazing that he's going over there. How long oh, is he actually go? Is this like this is the destination the and what he's going? This is, he's, this he's is going why he's to going. London just for the weekend.
0: Well, he's well, they, yeah, and then heading up to Peterborough because they they the owner of the team and him keep in contact. <laughs> And he was like, buddy, if you can make it over here, we've got a spot for you and you can come up. Let's have brunch beforehand and uh, we'll yeah. get ready so, or lunch or I guess it'd be lunch at that point. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I have given him full directives that if he is there and can find a jersey, they uh, have you checked out their their uniforms, Peterborough United? No. Uh-uh. They're, for those who don't know, they're in the second division of English soccer. They're in the championship. Um, promoted last year from the third division where my Sunderland still Good reside. but." Yeah, yeah. So this owner's like motivated, seems like a really interesting guy. But uh, if you go look up their second jersey, it's uh, a black jersey with a bunch of pink highlights on it. And let me tell you what. I said, if you find a triple X in that, get it for me. I'm wearing it because I bring it over I, here. Yeah. So he's he's tasked with getting me a jersey if he can. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So that hopefully, is
1: pretty unbelievable that he is friends with a owner of a championship side team, and he's literally just flying over there for the weekend to do that. Like, yeah, that's
0: shoots. Awesome. They, they like they text message or or I don't know WhatsApp or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they're yeah they they they're friends. So yeah, very cool stuff there. Um, all right, so we'll talk more about that next week. I'll find out from him. Maybe you can get him on the show if he's uh, not too busy in his day to day as a realtor. Um, but if he can you know I mean, if he can drop everything
1: that he's drop everything that he's doing and going to england for a FA Cup <laughs> that's game. what i think, tell him I think all he the may time. be able to
0: give us 15 minutes that's what i tell him all the time so we'll find out if hopefully he gets to go hopefully nothing changes with that but yeah we'll keep you posted and if i get any pictures from him i'll definitely post them on bone and beam united's twitter page so go check us out there um all right before we get into u.s soccer we also have talk about this horrible story uh about what apparently Mason Greenwood is accused of here, uh, if the allegations are true, which, which you know, at this point there's no way to know for sure, but obviously the club, Manchester United, treating this with the utmost, you know, uh, integrity and, and saying, yeah, it, it seems like if this is true, we're not going to have him on the team. They have suspended Mason Greenwood indefinitely after allegations made by his girlfriend uh, that she that he attacked her and raped her, so... Mm-hmm. Horrible, uh, if true, and obviously he he won't have a future in soccer if if all these allegations are correct.
1: No, and he shouldn't. Uh, He was arrested, uh, if you haven't been paying attention to this this week, uh, he was arrested and taken into custody on Tuesday uh, on the suspicion of what you were talking about and then also making threats to kill Uh, that woman so United went ahead and they removed him technically I mean haven't removed him off the team yet but said he will not play uh, for us as long as this is going on they also removed all the merchandise related to Mason Greenwood from their website on Monday and then on Thursday the club actually sent an email to all supporters who have purchased Greenwood's number 11 shirt this season to offer an exchange for another player Uh, so Manchester United I mean literally just distancing themselves here and so all this came down I'm trying to think. Was it on Friday morning last week? Or I on think Saturday? You're, Yeah, it
0: was. It was right around there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this happened. This happened late, late last week, uh, and all this is coming out. And unfortunately, I, uh, you know, I, this is before the like the big news stories break, and it was everything that was on Twitter and like the Instagram video and like the voice message, and I mean, it was pretty haunting, Bone. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I listened to that, and I can't imagine, obviously, uh, what Mason Greenwood's significant other at the time was going through. But I just, I mean, you know, they arrested him. They'll do it. It'll go through the court of law. United seems to be doing everything that they can to, you know, expedite this process and saying he's not with us. He's not with the team. He's not anything. But overall, it's just um, a pretty grisly situation, is it not? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very difficult to see the pictures, hear the audio. Yeah. Um, And obviously, and, and I saw the club is even going so far as if you have a Mason Greenwood jersey uh is a fan if you've bought one of those over the years you can bring it in and they will exchange it for another jersey free of charge which i know that's a that's a minor thing in all this but that is the right type of thing to do and it's good to see a club taking this so seriously and i guess that that shows to me at least to, to say something good about Manchester United for a second that shows a level of thoroughness with all of this mm-hmm. where they're saying we don't know if he did this or not but we're also not going to do the thing that a lot of pro sports teams do and just put it at arm's length and go who can say well this is a little battle now we it's can't, not we our can't. thing he's right. just we just look we just employ him we don't know about all this stuff right they realize that whenever you promote players the way that pro sports teams do yep. you have a responsibility to the people you've promoted them to to make whatever you can right. you know if if these allegations prove to be true then he will not be a part of the team so if someone well, he feels won't certain, part, he won't
1: be a part he'll be a part society. of anything I mean, yes yeah, so he won't be prison. a part of yeah he'll
0: be going yeah. to prison of course yeah but i'm just saying he will be at that point then i could see a team going oh okay now we'll do the right thing But there are people already who will be turned off by this and say, I I can't – I don't know what's true here, but I just don't feel good about having this jersey. I don't feel good about rooting for this guy. And good for the team for not saying, well, hey, that's not our problem. Let the legal process play out. Like Good for them for acknowledging that he shouldn't be a part of the team. He needs to be away from the team. They need to distance themselves from him. And they need to take seriously the concerns of their fans. I I think that is something that gets lost a lot of times, especially in the American pro sports world of just – it instantly becomes like, oh yeah, well we, we, I who? Never heard of him. I hey, we're we can't, you know. Look at look at how teams are handling, you know, allegations in the NFL right now. Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. has, you know, different allegations against him, but still serious allegations against him. And you got meanwhile, half the league is reporting on where's he gonna go in free agency. I mean it's right. it's kinda sickening at times. So anyway, that's it's good on Manchester United for for taking this as seriously as they should, and rightfully so. Um, yeah, it right.
1: was, uh, by the way, too, an update yeah. on this. So he, United did clarify yesterday uh, that Mason Greenwood does remain uh, unavailable for training and matches, uh, even though he was released on police bail. So they want no yeah, part of yeah. him. Uh, he's going to be out of the squad, I would imagine, Whatever the legal process happens. He's going to be released from the team. Nike also suspended their relationship with him. So obviously paying for the this action, and rightfully so, in many, many different ways is Mason Greenwood.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um all right, well let's transition from that. That's a very tough story yeah, obviously, but it's a big to, it's not an well, easy
1: thing to talk about,
0: you know? But it's a it's a big story in world soccer and and it even had implications for their roster, right? Because uh, I know they were talking about like, you know, the the much more trivial part of this is there was the transfer deadline and and I think it they you know, they they were probably looking at moving a few players that now they said, well, we obviously won't have him, so we better keep some guys in that we thought maybe we transfer out. So. Jesse
1: Lingard literally pleading to leave. like Yes, pleading right. To Ralph Randi, and, like, hey, uh, I really want to go out of here, and I want to move to Newcastle or West Ham or whoever's going to have me. And then the board saying, nope, can't do it. You're going to stick with us. Sorry, even yeah, though you're a free yeah. agent at the end of the summer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's the, that's the soccer side of that, which is obviously pales in comparison to the human right. side of it, but right. there you go. Um, all right, let's talk about U.S. soccer because the – you know, the World Cup qualifiers now, the, the 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 last three that we just had are all completed. And the U.S. took six out of a possible nine points, which all things considered, I think if we said before this, you know, this little window of games, we would have said, well, that's the minimum, right? You got to oh, get yeah. six. I mean, we were talking like, about
1: nine, a nine point boomerang last week.
0: Of course. And that's that maybe was uh, a bit optimistic. But I know that. I know that Canada is is super talented, and they have done a lot to bolster their program. But let's spend a little bit of time because I was frustrated watching that game. I was, I felt like the U.S. just at times. I don't know what they. Not at times. I feel like I still don't really know what the identity of this team is. I, I don't, don't know what they knows do. What the
1: identity is.
0: I don't know what they do well. Set. Pieces. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like I just. I didn't. I didn't feel good coming out of that, and I didn't feel like we. Well, but the, the set pieces thing showed up against Honduras mm-hmm. suddenly. But they hadn't scored oh, a set piece goal in like the last <laughs> eight nine games prior to that. So it's really hard to gauge like where this team is right now. Christian Pulisic has been very up and down. We talked about that in our earlier podcast uh, this week. But yes, coming out against Honduras, that that suddenly started to look like the team that. I expected to see a little bit more of they were on the front foot they were feisty yeah and Weston McKennie getting up and getting a header like yes this is what he does for Juventus he does that well he is one of their set piece weapons that they have it was really great to see him finally get to show that off and and, and obviously he brings so many other things to the game when he's playing well you know he can boss the midfield he can he can really make some great plays there but Having that finishing ability, too, you've got to have a couple guys you can rely on in the box on a set piece. And it was good to see him get one of those and establish that that's who he can be.
1: My main takeaway, um, too, let alone your Wes McKinney uh, takeaway, and you know, need to get him a little bit aer- aerial uh, to have him be a threat. My God, when Tim Way gets in space, is that fun to watch? You know, like, I know oh, he was yeah, he was unavailable yeah. to play in the match against Canada because of COVID restrictions or, I don't know, something weird was going on. He was vaccinated. No, it was. the uh, level vaccinated. Like, yeah, I, I,
0: I don't know. I right? know what it was. it was. It was the vaccine that he got, which met the standards in France and met the standards for him to travel here and to play here. For whatever reason, whatever vaccine that was, I don't know if it's like AstraZeneca or I have no idea, but that – Canada had a rule that said that is not considered a vaccine that we accept as. Yeah, so it's 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 just a difference of countries having different rules for COVID. So there you go. That's yeah, why he couldn't so, play.
1: All right. And so any, getting back to the game yeah, yeah. Uh, in Minneapolis, which well, I know we'll get to the weather in a second. Uh, I don't know. It was when Pulisic was on the field and he scored the goal, but uh, I think Boyo may have been offside or something happened. I mean, the, the outlet, like the 1 2 play from the midfield, swinging it out to Wea on the right hand side, like it made me giggle. It may, it actually made me giggle. Where he's beating like one to two guys on the bounce, all of a sudden, then he's into he's into the penalty box, and then firing a a, a pass cross goal uh, that was unable to get fixed up uh, and put it slid into the net. But I'm sitting there, you're watching him, like he had about a 20 minute spell where he was by far the best player on the field. Like anything he wanted to do, he was able to get it done. He was creating space. He was doing things himself. Like it looked awesome what he was doing. So if you can get him to that level, uh, that was my main takeaway. Like, Tim Weah, dude, absolute dude.
0: Yeah, and and he's been, you know, really starting to round into form in that yeah. way, and I love seeing him getting to play, and and he's he just brings that extra level that few guys have on this national team. And I feel like what's, you know, partially missing too here is that you haven't had Giovanni Reyna to be a part of this mix. He's going to be th- back
1: uh, for Dortmund perhaps this weekend yes, as well.
0: Yeah, which is big news, right? And and the hope is, man, if he's healthy and fully ready to go in a month and a half, well, a little less than two months when they play these next three games, you would hope that having him out on the field and having a way for him and Wea to both be out there at times, mm-hmm. like that's going to... I would think unlock quite a bit for this team and if you can get a fully ready and engaged Christian Pulisic if you can get the Weston McKinney that we saw against Honduras if you can get here's the other thing too like Tyler Adams couldn't play in this game because he got hurt in the Canada game and so Kellen Acosta stepped in and looked like he was the best player on the field (laughs) I mean He was so sharp on all there's any and he usually is on set pieces. But even in some of his distribution, man, he was just getting the ball and getting it where it needed to go, which is exactly what you want out of that position. It's weird to say that because. I, on the one hand, I'm saying I don't know what the identity of this team is. On the other hand, I'm saying, oh, my gosh, they're going to have so many weapons when they all get healthy and they all play together. And
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. They need to play together to be yes. able to have that. To have, because it looked like, honestly, going back to the game uh, in Canada and then going to the El Salvador game here in Columbus, that you have these guys on the field, but they were unable to get that chemistry together. So they need to be able to get those minutes and get that chemistry down before, hopefully, cross our fingers, we get to the World Cup and Cutter.
0: Here's, here's the glass-half-full way to look at Greg Berhalter's roster management and the way that this team plays and their lack of identity right now. When you get into a World Cup, you're going to need to play matchups. You are going to need, you're going to have guys who have injuries, right? You cannot say that this U.S. national team will not have depth. Like they're, they, they go about 17 or 18 deep easy, right? I mean, you guys
1: got, who get interchanged in the squad frequently.
0: Frequently, they are used to kind of being mixed in there. I mean, look at Luca came in, De La Torre came in, and I thought he played well, too. Like, he he was plugged in and did a good job. And even, again, I don't think this guy's going to factor in, actually, the World Cup. But, like, Jordan Morris wasn't really good out there when he stepped in. But, I mean, how many forwards do you have to go through before Jordan Morris is going to see the field? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Jossie's ahead of him on the, you know, roster depth, I would think, when it comes to the World Cup. Jossie is not going to start probably a single World Cup match. Like, no. I'm, I'm just right. I'm just saying. But, but these you have now guys like Jossie who, if he gets in there, guys that other teammates know what he does. You know, mm-hmm. they they are more familiar with him. So, I think that's going to be a good thing. Brennan Aronson, right? I mean, you've you've got plenty of depth at forward. It's just now finding the guy who can end up being the hammer. And Jedi I Robinson. Know, well, man, maybe I know that we we I love that we we want Ricardo Pepe to be that guy too, right? Because he has not really looked he like himself. An
1: opportunity in front of net. That was, I know uh, he did, and peculiar.
0: I'm I know, and he's he is guilty of kind of starting to do a little bit of the Pulisic stuff, where he just kind of tracks back and sits back. And then, by the way, I was literally texting with my buddy before the game about I don't know what's up with Pulisic. I'm kind of glad they're not starting him. I don't really know what his deal is right now. He needs to get his mind right. And then they subbed him in. And my buddy Josh and I are both going like, why? Why are you putting him in? There's no need. You're up to nothing. And why?" Boom. And then boom, three minutes in, goal. <laughs> and it's like, like I said, Christian Pulisic always needs to be on the field at all. And it wasn't even like I doubted him as a player. It was just, you're up 2-0. You are up to nothing. you do not need him. Like, you don't need him in this game. Just... You know, let whatever funk he's in right now kind of settle. But good on Greg Berhalter. For I saying agree. Because the, the, I saw people saying, well, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Why'd they do that? Don't put him out there and risk him, which is exactly what I thought. Burhalter said he needs to get out of this funk, and he's going to go in here, and I'm going to show faith in him to get back out there. And then he instantly I'm also, I'm out, out and I'm goal. not going
1: to show enough faith in him to start him. I'm no, going to no, no, give but, him a little bit of a lesson, and then he's going to come in and
0: score. Correct. Right, so, but it's but it's correct. I think it shows the team, too, that like, hey, man, we're going to put we're going to play who's going to get the job done. We're going to give you a chance to get the job done, but if you're not even if you're Christian Pulisic, we're going to give you a rest. We're not going to we're not going to force something that isn't working right now. So it's very interesting and I'm not saying that Greg Burhalter's suddenly gone from like infinitely wrong to mad genius. I'm just saying probably it's somewhere in between, right? US Soccer Twitter is so all over the map on him. And it's like, you know, probably what it is. This is a guy who has a young team and he's still trying to do a lot of, you know, interchanging of his pieces
1: Well, and implementing his system which we've talked about since he took the job that that's not going to be an easy system for these players to understand and fully cooperate within if they're not getting a ton of reps at it
0: well here's what we're here's going to be your ultimate test okay play at the end of march you're on the road at mexico if you get a result there that's something okay i'm not saying they have to win it if they get a point out of that i'll be really impressed You've got Panama at home in Orlando. That's got to be a win, and that'll that'll probably be the game that secures their qualification to the World Cup, mm-hmm. because Costa Rica is still in this thing, and they're going to be fighting like crazy. Especially if the U.S. you know beats Panama, that will be a <laughs> monster thing for Costa Rica, and then Costa Rica, of course, will want to get the job done against the U.S. But it's you just don't want to leave anything to chance. What they cannot, absolutely cannot do, is drop that Panama.
1: No, no, they certainly can't do that. And that's what I was talking about, Bone, was just, you know, the ability for them going into these three matches – I mean, you got, you got, you know, quote unquote, the best three teams uh, in the group in your qualifying region coming up here for these next couple of games. So, yeah, I think that will be ultimately the telltale sign uh, with what's going to happen with this team. But it should be a fun last three games in the qualifying cycle. Should be. I was up. I was down. I was terrified. I'm feeling OK now. So we've really run the whole gamut of emotions.
0: Yeah, we have. Um, all right. So the the cold was a factor here as well. And in God, I was so fired up about this yesterday. We didn't end up doing the show yesterday, but I texted you and said, "I oh, I've got so much to say." I was so frustrated with all these people. Like, it's cold. How dare they? Ultimately, was the soccer better? Would it be better if it was played in warmer weather? Of course, no. It would. (laughs) Nope. There would be better soccer if it was not negative two or whatever hey, it was, man, right?
1: All I know is that you played two games in cold weather temperatures and you brought up six points on home soil. It was cold as hell in Canada that day, but they had great home field advantage. That's what I'm chalking that up to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was. They played on a small field and it was AstroTurf. <laughs> yeah, <so>. Correct. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Play on natural surfaces and go figure. The U.S. actually shows up because we're real. We're not fake like Canada. Canada's getting exposed in the World Cup. That's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Screw them. You can Alfonso win this.
1: Davies guy yeah. is a sham. Him and Jonathan well, David right. both.
0: Okay, th- those two are all right. But everybody those are else, guys. You know I love they're, they're a sham. They're a sham. Anyway, uh, I, I just... I, th- I posited this on Twitter. I want to get your thoughts. Okay. I'm not saying this is the reason you do it, but... Could it be possible that we get to the World Cup and the U.S. suddenly shows this grit and determination and this something where they're just, no matter what they're in, they never give up. They find a way to fight through it. Is it possible that if that occurs, that 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 could occur, and then that we could point to things like playing in these freezing cold games as, hey, some some adversity was overcome. You You learned how to deal with a weird situation. And yep. in Cutter, you're going to have some weird situations. I'm sure the weather will be, if anything, it'll be swung the other way where you'll be too hot in a game. It's not preparing you in that way, but it's preparing you in the sense of like you just block out whatever else is going on and you get the job done. And that's what they did. I was I was very impressed with the performance. I know it's Honduras. I know they're the worst team in the group, but. I was impressed with them plowing through to go back to that term, <laughs> all the adversity and finding a way to you know fight through the cold and get the job done. I
1: was most impressed with Greg Berhalter going into the stands and taking a selfie before the game was. Oh, That's what I was he, most impressed with. You
0: know, well that makes him the worst coach in the world. Have you ever have you noticed that every <laughs> yeah. God people are just all over him for that, and it's like, well, th- can I ask a question? Matt Turner ha- put a blanket on because they had a break. <laughs> Remember, because they had a they had an issue and they had to stop the game for a second. And Matt Turner went and got a blanket to wrap himself in because he was so cold out there, which I get that. That's fine. You're a goalkeeper. You're having nothing to do on that day because Honduras got nothing Mm -hmm. towards you. But I don't blame him for that. But that's not something you would expect a goalkeeper to do during a game, right? If he can go grab a blanket because it's such a long pause, why can't Greg Berhalter just real quick turn around and say, oh, yeah, you've been bugging me for a photo. Here you go, real quick. Because he said... After the game, I had told them, "Hey, I will I will get a photo with you after the game, but I can't do it before the game, obviously." And then he saw the moment there to say, "Ah, well, I can just knock this out real quick," and he did. I don't. Again, they're up three nothing. I don't think that's disrespectful to Honduras. Get at me in the comments. Were well, people Greg saying Walter. that
1: that it was disrespectful?
0: Oh Honduras? yeah, it was oh, disrespectful to the game. He's not taking it seriously. What is he doing? You got to stay focused. You can't. That's so disrespectful. You're acting like you just. The game's over, and you're just partying. Like,
1: have you ever watched a game with Jose Mourinho as the coach?
0: Uh, <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, come I know, on, right? Now. Yeah, like come it's on. so st- it's so stupid, man. It, we just have this weird thing. Uh, American soccer culture has gotten to be. I, I love it, right? I'm it's I'm ready toxic for like to work. Up. Too. Like, but it's yeah, man. To- it's a well, toxic it is, place. It is on Twitter. It's not in real life. Come At on. least in my experience, when I go to games, and you've been to games, and you've mm-hmm. seen it, like it's really fun and. The World Cup is going to be such an amazing thing when we get to all come together and watch these games, but man, like the online vitriol that goes on is just—it's hard to stomach. I got to be honest with you. So, anyway, uh, we'll t- we'll take a break on that note, and we'll come back and talk about Deadline Day and everything that happened there. Some winners and losers. That's next on Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. Uh, Before we get to deadline day, did you see that uh, Colombia struggling to qualify for the World Cup? I saw they lost 1-0 to Argentina, and they have two games left, and they need five points to get direct qualification for back of the playoff spot. So that's Colombia we're talking about. That's not just an also-ran.
1: That's your big boy, Colombia.
0: South American qualifying, I I am shocked by that. Now, Argentina's already qualified. That's why this one-nothing game didn't even matter for them. But they didn't even have – like, Lionel Messi wasn't even playing for them, obviously. So they're just – He was getting his
1: ass knocked out of the French Cup by another team (laughs) was what he was doing.
0: That's right. He was too busy. So, yeah, Colombia struggling to make it into the World Cup. That is uh, of some concern. Also, sad You know who else is struggling? Who's that? Why? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. uh I, our guy Guillermo Barro <laughs> he jumped in on a, it's a hard task, right? Yeah, Paraguay you, you, wasn't you, you, there exactly. There was no
1: expect, there were no big expectations for him to salvage this. It's not his no, problem.
0: No, no. They, uh, they lost 4 nothing to Brazil in this most recent window of games, and that has officially knocked them out. They are eliminated from qualifying for the World Cup. Well, that's so that's Brazil. That's Brazil, too.
1: There I, no yeah, unfair. I know.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's just, I'm just saying, uh, there's no Paraguay in the World Cup, so. Guillermo will have to wait to another time to... Damn it. Until he comes back here into
1: the States and hoists the World Cup. Paraguay, USA, World Cup final, I actually...
0: I want to believe that U.S. soccer, like if it worked out that Greg Berhalter, you know, after this World Cup cycle, maybe he leaves or isn't the coach anymore. And then the U.S. is like... We found a new coach and we're going a totally different direction. We're going a guy with international experience and not even, you know, a, a guy who was born in this country. We're bringing in Guillermo Coloto, and you know what would happen to be like, Oh, another crew player. Oh my God. Bro. Former crew guy has to come in. Great. Like it would, it would totally be that and I'd be here for it. All right. Uh, thoughts on deadline day. Obviously there was uh, many a transfer all around the world. Uh, What do you think about what Barcelona did getting Traore and Aubameyang? That's that's a couple of nice gets for a team that I thought would not really have any money to spend.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't think they would have any money to spend either. I guess literally, they didn't have because, to on Obama, literally Yang, right? Literally because the Spanish law told them they could not spend any money. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think they're good signings. Zadama Chirore obviously going home. Um, he gets into such dangerous positions, but again, uh, he can't seem to find the back of the net. He is terrifying. It'll be interesting to see how he plays in that system. Another interesting piece of that, Usman Dembele staying over there with Barcelona. He was rumored to be leaving. Uh, he is going to stay through the rest of the year, so how do they look on that right side if He's able to fully get healthy. And then, of course, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, has had his issues at Arsenal, no doubt. I mean, he's been great for them since, uh, obviously, he was signed over there uh, from Dortmund. But at the same time, you look at that situation, it seemed untenable when we've talked about that. What was that, four or five weeks ago, whenever, about how he yeah. had his issues with the club. They had to move on. Good job out of both parties. Okay, you're going to Barcelona. Arsenal's probably happy, happy uh, to get him off the book. So I think they had a pretty good signing day.
0: Yeah, I, I I'd say that's for all things considered, what they have the ability to do. Yeah, Barcelona did all right, and also if you haven't looked up Triore's, uh, what do they what do they call that little deal they do on the field whenever they have a new signing and they bring him out and oh,
1: like the introduction thing. Yeah,
0: but like they always have the player wearing the uniform, and then everybody takes their pictures of him wearing the uniform, and they have a soccer ball, and then like the player will sometimes try to like dribble the soccer ball, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't go great. Traore was like freaking Ronaldinho out there like he just was <laughs> flipping it behind his head over his shoulder like stopped it on his back and like held it behind his head like it was it was quite the display and he didn't I he didn't put a foot wrong it was pretty the
1: presentation sweet. is what they call it
0: yeah yeah the that so anyway I, I think we need to do that with like all sports we need to do that here I want to see like that for an for like an NBA I think we player should
1: do that anytime anybody just switches from one job to another like if you're an accountant <laughs> And you're going from one company to you another, gotta, like, like your big presentation in front of the company and the CEO. Like, we should make that a normalized thing.
0: You, like, start whipping out spreadsheets and, like, doing crazy oh things, God. merging the guy's
1: them. look at TPS filing ability. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> you can tell we don't actually do work because we don't know what the terms I, are. Uh, That's I don't exactly have right. no idea of anything yeah, that goes on exactly. in the real world. Exactly right. Um, speaking of Arsenal, though, you mentioned them with Aubameyang coming over to Barcelona. Arsenal uh, did not really impress in this window, which is kind of something that I think should be noted. They did, however, have two interesting signings. Now, one I think is good, right? Like Matt Turner, who is the U.S. goalkeeper, or was this cycle with, uh, you know, obviously he's kind of... I don't I don't know if you want to say he's the number one now for the U.S., but... Yeah, it'll be a battle, um, I think. Yeah, with Zach Steffen, but... Stefan being hurt now, that's going to make things very interesting on who gets selected if if both guys are healthy coming up for this game, you know, the next three games, we'll find out. Anyway, Matt Turner, uh, he goes to Arsenal and will be brought in this summer. That's, that's an interesting signing for the U.S. national team because that could mean both your starting goalkeepers heading into the World Cup or both the guys who could start in the World Cup may not be playing regular minutes right. for their team, you know? So... I don't know what will happen there. I don't know if Arsenal will loan him out, but keep an eye on that situation. But overall, they got a a decent player, but they got a guy from MLS. I'm sure Arsenal fans are probably not thrilled with that, that it's just that's one of their biggest signings. The other signing that was interesting was they brought in Austin Trusty from Colorado, who has played, he played, uh, I want to say, was he Philadelphia before that, I think. That sounds good, sure. Anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, He, though, this is interesting, Everyone was shocked that he went to Arsenal. It was like, they've transferred in, you know, this defender from MLS. And it's like, wow, okay. That's, I mean, he's a young guy. He's talented. But I didn't think anybody expected him to go to Arsenal. And then you realize Stan Kroenke owns Arsenal yeah. and the Rapids. Uh-huh. And MLS has these rules about general allocation money, Gam. a.k.a. GAM, which I know you love. Mm-hmm. If you transfer a player to another team the team pays you a fee to transfer them. Some of that fee, let's say it's half a million dollars. Let's say, Ar- I don't know what they translate they paid to get him, but let's say Arsenal paid half a million dollars to get Austin Trusty out of Colorado. Then that half a million dollars, some of that can be converted into general allocation money for your team. So you might get 325 grand out of that deal that you can go use to pay down the salary of a player and keep him under the designated player number. So you don't have to risk one of those spots, so, it's almost and because it's the same ownership, it's almost like they just they Switch they just money from one
1: account to another,
0: yeah, more or less now, the other funny part of that is it basically they freed up money that otherwise Stan Crockey wouldn't be allowed to spend on his team and allowed him to spend it under m l s rules. Now, what's also interesting is from what I understand. Colorado is going to get to keep Trusty on loan through the rest of the Premier League season mm-hmm. so he's not even so he's going to start the season in MLS so
1: they got five hundred thousand dollars worth of gam. Or, which they well, I don't use. know I don't know I just whatever the number wants, is whatever the number is who cares we're pretending make it fifty million dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know <laughs> uh, so they, they get fifty million dollars in game uh, they ship him to Arsenal but not really he stays in town stays with Colorado so he gets to play so not only do they get to keep the player but they also get an additional boost in revenue in which they can spend on other players
0: am I interpreting that correctly? yeah and meanwhile arsenal fans rightfully so are like okay i'm glad you're taking care of the colorado rapids but we're arsenal like what are you doing to take care of our team the other one you own that's a little more important in the grand scheme of things no offense crapids fans but that's the reality (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that is the reality so whatever man that's that's a weird thing keep an eye on that we'll see he supposedly is going to get loaned out next you know, premier league season to someone, will he be playing in a premier league squad? We'll find out. I, I don't know. I would be surprised. He's a talented player. I don't know if he's that good. Uh, and then finally deadline day deals, Deli Ali yeah. leaves Tottenham. Yeah. That was kind of a pretty significant thing. Um, Christian Erickson joining Brentford. Awesome. That's awesome. Which you love to see that. That's glad that he's back to playing soccer at a, at a high level and, Man, I hope that works out for him for the World Cup after that scare in the Euros. And uh, uh, Julian Alvarez from River Plate, 22-year-old striker. Manchester City brought him in. Here's what I know. He's not going to start until the summer there, but just guarantee, like, Manchester City brought him in, so he's going to be, like, ridiculously good.
1: That's why I sighed. It's just a never-ending cycle with him.
0: Don't you don't you love hearing though if you were, like for your team wouldn't you love hearing like signed a 22 year old out of Argentina who's playing for like one of their yeah, big clubs that, that usually nice. that yeah. usually feels like oh okay we're getting we're getting a hidden gem not a hidden gem but you know we're going to take a guy who's a continental star in another part of the world and bring him over to England and and perhaps make him gonna, a world world yeah, star. yeah make him a world star right exactly world, world star hip
1: hop that Oh, that's man. right. Otherwise, Manchester United a huge day for them. Uh, not allowing Donny <laughs> Vanderbeek to go, or no, Donny Vanderbeek is on transfer. Uh, by the way, he's out on loan, uh, and not allowing uh, Jesse Lingard to go anywhere, and not bringing anybody else in. So that was awesome. Mm, what a window that's, for well,
0: them. That's way to go. Good job. But uh, yeah, hey, Everton. Who knows? Deli Ali. It wasn't really getting he got a the new look. manager he, too. They got Frank Lampard there now. It's all looking up for Everton, or it isn't. We'll find or out. Or they're but. gonna
1: get relegated. <laughs>
0: One of the two. They're trying to stave that off. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, FA Cup, like I said, we'll be watching. I know your guys are going to uh, on Friday at 3 yep. p.m. Uh, who are you guys playing? Is it Middlesbrough? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Middlesbrough. Up
1: up the Kidderminster too, by the way, today. <laughs> oh, yeah? Against West Ham. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: oh Kidderminster, I forgot. Yes. All right. We'll be watching that one, too. That's it's tomorrow all- at yeah,
1: 7.30 a.m. Saturday at 7.30 a.m.
0: Oh, is it? All right. Then. All right. I'm getting up tomorrow morning watching that then at 10 a.m. watching my Peterborough United Watford Watford has a Premier League game by the way they're actually playing I guess I don't know if this is a makeup I'm guessing sure but come on Watford do something it's like poking a dead body at this like come on just move do something so we'll see how they do they probably won't do well anyway we'll talk next week be safe in the snow enjoy shoveling Beamer and we'll see you next oh, time.
1: Oh, Might not be here next week because I might be dead from shoveling. So thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. And I hope your dog and his dong mm. are are doing well. Mm-hmm. I Thanks hope they're that. all better. Appreciate <laughs> it.
1: Got a lot happening at our house.
0: Tell Theo I'm sorry and I wish him the best.
1: No plowing for him today, Boone.
0: <laughs> Use that snow cone. He can plow. <laughs> Still plow something. All right. That's it for us before we get in more trouble. We'll see you next week on Bone and Beam United.